Kanye yeah. versus Ryan. Yeah. No, Kanye versus the world. Right. Sorry. I'm shook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to everyone's favorite celebrity podcast. It's Holly Shook. I'm Ryan, as per usual, and I am joined, as per usual, by Armin. Hi, Armin. Hey, Ry. Um, I feel like we have to open up this episode talking about why we didn't pod last week. Oh, because I was drunk for four to five days straight? It's not just that. I mean, you you were drunk for a reason, obviously, and you know that was because you were still grieving the death of Anna Nicole Smith. Mm-hmm. It was the 15-year anniversary last week. That's the only important thing that happened last week, especially on that day. Mm-hmm. Right? do you have any thoughts you want to share with, with everyone? Obviously, you went on a bender. That's how impactful her death Um Still is to you 15 years later, right? Mm-hmm. What did you say? Yeah, I would just like to start off by saying it's always a really hard time in my life, like around, I don't know, February 8th, um, because it is the day that Anna Nicole Smith and I became mortal enemies. Um, <laughs> she is a selfish bitch. And if you don't know what I'm talking about yet, famously, Anna Nicole Smith died on my birthday. And made it all about her. And I got no attention on my birthday in the eighth grade. And yeah, it was truly, it's affected me ever since. I hate that fucking fat whore. And (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's just a really hard week for me. So I was just drunk all week because I've never, you know, recovered from not having attention on my birthday in the eighth grade. She ruined your 14th birthday, and you'll never forgive her for it. I mean, this is 15 years later, Rye. 15 years. Move on. We have to move on. How can we help you move on from this? Well, first off, you didn't have to date me like that. You could have just said (laughs) it's a general anniversary of then. Um, Well, I try to move on, actually, but I weirdly get a text message every February 8th from somebody explaining to me that this is the day Anna Nicole Smith died, and I cannot escape it so maybe if somebody didn't fucking text me that every time i would have moved on by now okay that's fair i am not letting you move on from this can i read the text okay february 8th at 4 10 p.m that's six texted. for me i was drunk already <laughs> so that must have been a really great receipt of that text so you weren't just i don't know stone cold sober in the morning Although the morning, I don't know, you could have been a few. Uh, I didn't start drinking until about 4 p.m. on my birthday, okay? So <laughs> let me live. So I'm glad I waited. I texted Rye this. Hey, Rye, just wanted to reach out because it's been 15 years to the day since Anna Nicole Smith died. And I don't think any of us have processed the trauma properly. Hope you're doing okay on this tragic anniversary of which no other event could possibly match in significance. Love you. What did I say? basically you said hi army thanks for reaching out it's always a hard day for me knowing that the biggest fucking selfish bitch on earth decided to taint a day that should be only about me but yet i persevere hope she's rotting in her shallow grave stay strong today 
I was mean. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember being so vulgar about that. Um, yeah. When are you not vulgar about Anna Nicole Smith? Anyway, so <laughs> that was that. We couldn't really record last week because I was going through trauma, but right here we are. But I'm- You've recovered. <laughs> You're feeling better. Yeah. And now to make up for it, we have an entire podcast dedicated to my other mortal enemy. My my brand is nothing if not having or mortal enemies that are celebrities who don't know who I am. And we all know how much I despise Kanye West, not just because of him being a crazy person, but because he personally attacked me multiple times at his live concerts. And he kind of attacked the entire world this week. He did. I feel like you have invented the concept of unrequited rivalries, by the way. There is mm-hmm. unrequited love. You just have unrequited rivalries. You start these rivalries with people. They're already dead or they're Kanye West and they have no idea who you are. Well, I went for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a, he's a Holly Shook listener. Yeah, I think he listens. And all I'm saying is it is very interesting that the three times, count them three, has three times? At least the two times that I have seen him live, he has absolutely gone on crazy behavior. And I think it's only because I was in the audience both times. You are the common denominator. So I think it is you. You're all, you are the world. It's not Kanye versus the world. I mean, it is you, but you are the world, right? If you Kanye. really zoomed in on that Avengers poster he put on Instagram, I was right behind Billie Eilish. <laughs> And I will not give up on this fight. Which checks out. I think you would be on the side of Billie Eilish in a Avengers, whatever, cinematic universe thing. Yeah, because whatever, whatever bat- that is. We're battling each other. Thank you. <laughs> well, should we start there? Where do we start with this story? I, so the way I wrote out the notes in the outline, let's, we should do a little BTS. Sure. Um, I wrote it in sections of Kanye's rivalries. Um, sans yours did not include yours. Um, we'll, well, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Kanye versus Kim and Pete. You have Kanye versus Kid Cudi. You have Kanye versus Billie Eilish. You have Kanye versus Machine Gun Kelly. I love that one. Sort of Kanye versus Julia Fox, but not really. Um, and Kanye's apology, which lasted all of six hours. And how do we talk about this? I f- it, it's so big and complex but also like not really that complex it's as simple as Kanye lashing out at at everybody but right I I guess we should have talked about this pre-production but how do we talk about this I mean (laughs) once again if you're there's one thing about us we don't talk about anything before we kind of (laughs) just start recording and see what happens so I don't know why we would have discussed it beforehand but um for me it's pretty much I don't think there's even a timeline because it was just so all over the place it's more so just like a semi uncomfortable like situation of just watching a mentally unstable man unravel on the internet over the course of like a couple days it's almost like i mean clearly if we were to hop forward to his quote unquote apology he clearly did not write that like right. someone had to take over for him and write like a semi-comprehensive like sentence i don't know i mean it all started i think with like 
him attacking Pete and Cam. Um, the Billie Eilish thing was like an unrelated situation, but like in the same realm of just like kind of lashing out on people for no reason. And he sort of looped it all in too, right? He had this day or two of just dumping a lot of information at everyone. And it became Kanye versus the world, which is why I think he did the whole Avengers themed, you know, Photoshopped poster. It's, the Avengers it's Kanye poster and his team. just like sums it up for me, I feel like he knows that he's like creating these like lines. Like it's almost like he's creating lines in the sand. Like if you're not with me, you're against me. And it's like, dude, like nobody really like, if you just like kind of laid low and like took a nap, people would be fine. Then there's like the Julia Fox of it all. Like that whole relationship we talked about last time is like so strange. What was that movie she was in again? Uncut Jams. <laughs> Uncut Jams. <laughs> like, I was John Safi's muse on Uncut Jams, you know? <laughs> no, my favorite is that the other podcaster is like... She's like, right. Are you, are you Kanye's muse? And she goes, I, in, in a way, I think a little bit. And then she, the other podcaster goes, what's a muse? <laughs> and she goes, like, it's sort of I like... Was- it's like I was Josh Safi's moves when he was writing on hot jobs, you know, like that sort of thing. Right, 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 right. And the other girl's like, right. <laughs> That—that's the definition of a muse, right there. Being Josh like, Safi's muse is the definition of being a muse. <laughs> so what's a muse? It's like I was Josh Safi's muse, and everyone's like, right, great definition. <laughs> Using the word in the definition is actually really good. And not Sometimes just Josh like, Safdie's muse, but Josh Safdie's muse and Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. It's like, unfortunately, I can't make fun of her too much because I sound like that on this podcast like half the fucking time. But right, like, I feel like your, your vocal fry is is you. She just decided <laughs> to like add a bunch of vocal fry there for no reason. My favorite review we've ever gotten on this podcast is if I wanted to listen to a middle school girl with a uh, vocal fried talk, I would go to the local Starbucks. <laughs> and I was like, ah, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of am Julia Fox sometimes, so I can't really be that mean, but it was, it is a hilarious <laughs> moment. It was a great moment. Uncut jobs. <laughs> I could honestly just say Anka Jams the rest of this podcast. Like the way her, like, what's it? Not diction, but like her inflections during that sentence don't make sense either. Like she could have started or stopped the sentence at so many times and we just never knew. It's right. Just so insane. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> oh my God. That's, can we just talk about that? This That's the rest of the podcast. Just that clip. <laughs> It's so good. Uncut jobs. Um, anyway, where were we? Yeah. Kanye I don't know. Yeah, Kanye versus the world. Um, okay, let me just throw this at you. What do you think about the conversation that was happening online about how none of this is funny? None of what's happening is funny. I mean, the uncut jobs is funny, but right. the Kanye... Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can never say right again without yeah. laughing. And that's actually how I respond to things. <laughs> right. Right. Um, okay, so Kanye harassing Kim and Pete isn't funny, but rather a very, very serious form of harassment. For sure. Um, what did you think about that? Right. I mean, it's true. And I feel like we've said it before where I'm like watching Kanye freak out. It's like almost cringy to be entertained by it because it is actually like mentally unstable what he's doing. And then to like post screenshots of his conversation with Kim about their children and stuff like that's like private. I mean, I guess it's text messages, but text messages should be private information, I guess. And he's just like blasting them out to the world. And Kim, like, I don't obviously don't know what Kim is doing ever, but I don't think she's like responded to it really or said anything. She has. Oh. Classically, classically not um, looking at the outline. Oh, well, uh, you know I what? Though? The outline. No, you did. You did. You know why? Because this is how the lines could get blurred. I took her texts as her responding to the situation Mm -hmm. as in the texts of her telling kanye hey can you keep this information private can you stop blasting me in public Mm. what you're doing is dangerous Mm -hmm. but i sort of just now at least process that as kim's response Mm -hmm. that was kim's response but it was her private response she has not made a public response whether through her own channels going straight to instagram or through you know her agent or something, right? Which also um, goes to show how much she doesn't want this to be public. Like, right? Her not responding, I guess, quote unquote, publicly is, I guess, just. I respect that from her. I respect she her hasn't made a statement, right? Yeah, she hasn't made a statement because she's like, this is private. This shouldn't be like publicly, like a public battle. And if she were to respond publicly, I guess that that would be like not hypocritical but fueling the fire i guess so that's tough that is tough right she just wants this to stop now yeah. she mm-hmm. wants no she doesn't want to give this any more runway a statement you know would give it light for another 24 hours and then kanye would respond to the statement because she knows kanye she's trying to you know basically stop this whole story at the source the source is Kanye. Kanye is not just the source of the story. I mean, he is continually, you know, adding fuel to this fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only person letting the story continue is Kanye himself. Kanye. Nobody else is really. I mean, Kid Cudi, you know, responded to his Instagram post. Billie Eilish had like a one sentence respond. But right. nobody is really engaging with him. He is really this one man show. Yeah. And I hate to describe it as a show, right? But uh, as a public figure, almost everything you do, you know you're doing it in part mm-hmm. as a theatrical display. And he knows it too. You could see it. He's posting memes, right? He's yeah. not just posting messages. There's a there is a, a a cognition there. There is a consciousness there that he knows what he's doing is very performative. And it weirdly ties into Julia Fox and his relationship because that was already being so like picked apart by people that there was already attention on him. So I feel yes. like he was using, maybe he wasn't doing this purposely, but 
at a time where people are already like, okay, he's in this weird like relationship. Now he's also going to add this onto it, which I think that's a great point. Yeah. Cause if he did it maybe like months ago when he wasn't really like in the, I guess, quote unquote, as in the spotlight as he is right now, it may have been a little less talked about maybe, but I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. I mean, anything Kanye does is going to get a lot of coverage for sure. But in September, if I'm not mistaken, we're not talking about Kanye. In September, we're talking about the budding Courtney and Travis Barker thing. That was all big news. Um, I'm trying to think back to September episodes that we did. It definitely wasn't Kanye focused. We weren't talking about him beginning of January. He is all over the place. You're absolutely right, right? I think he took that as an opportunity to just get more of a spotlight on how he feels uh, about the Kim Pete thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does he feel? <laughs> I'm not sure. Because <laughs> it's kind of unclear, actually. You think so? I think he hates it. He doesn't want him around his kids. He calls him skeet. Um I don't think he likes Pete very much. I think that's kind of clear. What's unclear about it to you? I'm just like, does he have a problem with Pete Davidson, like, specifically? Or is he going to have a problem with anyone that is romantically linked to Kim? Like, is there some... Was there... Because there's that picture of them with, like, Timothy Chalamet and, like, Kid Cudi, like, all at dinner together. So I'm like, I guess, like, Pete and him at some point were, like, cool. Have you heard the story behind that? Probably, but like... So Pete Davidson told the story about that years ago. Or I don't know about years ago, but whenever it happened, he went on some talk show. This is way, well before, I think, Kim. And he said that it was a private dinner between him and Kid Cudi. Pete Davidson and Kid Cudi. And Kanye... I don't know how Timothy got there. Timothy got there somehow. Kanye crashes it apparently orders everything on the menu and it's a very expensive fancy restaurant and then leaves like is like yo kikari we got to go i don't know record something timothy you got to go do something with me and leaves p davidson alone at the dinner table with the bill i do remember that i do remember that so they they were never really homies okay (laughs) and then he has he has lines like so when i asked that question and when i was uh about the you know, is this, um, should people be finding this funny, you know, or is this harassment? I think it's definitely harassment. I think it's definitely dangerous. But I think what makes this difficult, at least as, you know, human beings who come across, you know, pop culture and celebrity news, and I think even people who say they don't follow celebrity news, stories like this end up sucking you in or end up like, you know, coming across your 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 desk, so to speak, right? Like, yeah. yeah, like my parents don't care about like celebrity news at all, but they became invested in the like, you know, Brad and Angelina and Jennifer Aniston. Right. <laughs> By the way, the one celebrity drama scandal I always bring up, I always reference. Those are that's literally like your baseline <laughs> for celebrity scandal. <laughs> it's like it was the biggest one of my childhood. Um, but okay, here's where I think it becomes difficult for people you know, coming across all this um, and trying not to find it funny. Kanye has lines like this. He, he wrote, um, <laughs> it's a long thing. I'm just going to say the part where he goes, there's always a skeet lurking in every dirty ass alley waiting to help destroy your family. 
and walk around in Calvin Klein's around your children. And I, Calvin Klein ad. <laughs> and I'm, I was reading that and I had to laugh because I'm like, how is Calvin Klein catching a stray on this? Like, what did, what did Calvin Klein do wrong? Also, why, why is that a relevant detail in the disparaging of Pete Davidson, right? Like, uh, he could have walked around my children, this this horrible, horrible man, but he had to do so in Calvin Klein's. At least That's where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> he draws the line at Calvin Klein's. I mean, and, and I agree with him on that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we could all agree with Kanye on that. But that's where I just have to laugh. How do you not find that particular detail just kind of funny? Overall, though, I totally agree. It's not funny. But I think that's – it's moments like that, not to justify people mocking this or laughing at it. But it is moments like that that I think, you know, make this somewhat – I don't know, humorous, add some levity yeah. to to a, a situation overall that that really doesn't have much of it. And I don't didn't know. he wear like that weird mask thing to the Super Bowl or something? Right, right. And I think Judd Apatow was making fun of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just become like a circus and like every little thing has some type of comedic aspect. Almost. It's just so ridiculous. Like it is scary and harassment and inappropriate and concerning but there is just like a sense of like clownery and the spectacle of it all and And i think kanye is cognizant of that by the way i think he knows when he adds a little line like that that he's he's going to make people laugh and when he uses uh, an avengers meme people are gonna find that funny and i think that's a part of i think how he tries to sway public opinion yeah because just looking online and reading comments, there's the very, very pro Kim people. And, and they're, you know, um, seeing the serious seriousness of it, or they're not pro Kim people. They're just like rational people that see that. Oh wait, this is not good. Me. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then there's people who go, Oh, it's just Kanye being Kanye. Like Kevin Hart came out and said that. It's just Kanye being Kanye. He's just funny. He's silly. None of this is serious. You shouldn't take it serious. And we haven't really mentioned this, and I think this could add context for people who haven't followed this closely, but there have been times where he's, like, intimated that people should be violent towards Pete. Like, uh, I need to find the exact line if you have it in front of you. Um, Oh, so he says at one point, Upon my wife's request, please nobody do anything physical to ski. I'm going to handle the situation myself. And then he posts a gif of someone getting choked out. Yeah, yeah. So there is this these allusions to the you know, violence, and and that to me is the major crossing of the line, the obvious well, one, had, and what makes this dangerous. He said in a a comment before, or like a post before. If you, in all caps, if you see Skeet in real life, scream at the loser at the top of your lungs and say Kim Ye forever. Like what? So now he's like telling people to scream at Pete, which like. Encouraging it, harassment, like encouraging actual harassment. harassment. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's why Kim had to be like, someone's going to hurt Pete and it's going to be your fault. Also, I feel like I don't, we haven't even mentioned really Pete Davidson. I feel like he's just like, what? Like, I feel like <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. And he's like, why is this happening to me? Um, which is kind of amazing. Famously, I do love him. Um, but I think he made a comment, didn't, I think he 
did an SNL or something this week about it. Did he? Oh, I totally missed this. I saw like a, I saw like a clip. I don't know if it was from this week or something, but he was like, it was like on weekend update or something. And he's like, uh, like, Hey Kanye, like you should probably just like start taking your meds again. Like, and people are, or like people are telling you you're off your meds. It's probably because you are. And he was like, there's no shame in the game. Like I take, a ton of medications and i love it like that's an old clip that's a very oh, okay. that's a very old clip yeah okay it's yeah. relevant still today <laughs> <laughs> so this is what kim said by the way you are creating a dangerous and scary environment and someone will hurt pete and this will all be your fault and by the way to be clear she did not say this as it's a, a text message. she yeah. texted that privately to kanye he posted it um yeah, and I, I agree with her. People love Kanye. Someone as famous as Kanye has a, a large large amount of people who would basically do anything for him. He has, a, what, 30, 40 million people who follow him on, on Twitter. Another how many on Instagram. Countless. I mean, people are devoted to Kanye. I mean, he would have church services, right? Like, he is, right. you know, in a way, like, uh, uh, many people are, are looking to him as as their you know their their god their idol and and he has apostles he would at least uh like to well i wouldn't go that far but these people would go scream at pete they would and that's where i agree like he's creating a very real life dangerous environment this isn't just an online fun bit let's also like remember that he was like a trump stan and is very much using the like i'm gonna say to do something because i know people are fucking stupid enough to listen to me and like blah 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 and it's giving very much that type of attitude. And then he's going to say after, I said that, but nobody should have taken me seriously. Right. I'm right. not saying any of this as a serious, um, as, as, as a serious, uh, uh, you know, plea, to, you know, or a serious call to action. It's, it's obviously a joke. And I think obviously. that's why he likes to add those little elements. Yeah. Those yeah. comedic elements. You see, the whole thing was obviously a parody. Yeah. We, Kim was in on it. Kim's like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> and it just like spiraled. I feel like then if anyone had anything to say that it would, like, I don't even know how he got mad at Kid Cudi because I don't know if Kid Cudi did anything or if he just like started choosing people to be mad at. Because Kid Cudi is friends with Pete, like long time friends. Okay, so now anyone who's friends with Pete, it's kind of like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, persona non grata. You cannot be friends with Pete. Well, if he comes for Ariana, I swear to God, I assume they're friends still. Are they? I don't know. I just want them to be. Was that breakup like mature amicable? enough to still have a good relationship? Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I don't remember that being amicable. But hey, I mean, she said, "Thank you." Next, almost got married. <laughs> she said a nice line about him after they broke up. Was it? Was it nice? I don't know. I don't, I can't read. I, I thought she dissed him. I thought she dissed him. Well, I think she's, I don't know. I'm taking it as their friends and Kanye's going to start attacking Ari. And then that's when I'm oh. really going to go off. That's when I'm getting involved. Watch out, Colin Jost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally watch out, Colin Jost. <laughs> um, uh, well, the thing that really captured my attention, and I, you know, I famously never like, give us any ideas for this podcast i just show up um was the billy eilish moment which just seemed very um 
it's so unrelated, but it just was like part of his spiral into attacking everyone. And when I saw this, this was when I was like, all right, I'm invested. Um, and I don't even care. Like, I like Billie Eilish. I'm like very pro Billie Eilish. I'm not like a stan. Um, but I just think people, you know, people like, we've talked about it before. People like to like nitpick her and like attack her and like blah, blah, blah. So um, this happened and I loved this. She was doing her concert last week in Atlanta and she saw someone like not being able to breathe or something or like looking ill. So she stopped her concert. Um, the person like ended up taking their inhaler out or get a, getting an inhaler or whatever. And then all she said on stage was, I wait for people to be okay before I keep going. And then started her concert again and went. This Kanye extrapolated into an attack on Travis Scott. And are Kanye and Travis Scott like besties or something too? It would check out if they are. It's all in the family, right? The Jenner Kardashians. Okay, because Travis Scott is with Kylie. Kylie, Kylie, yes. Okay. I had to arrive there too with you. I don't know anymore. You guys know I don't give a shit. Yeah, but Kendall. Anyway. Kendall is with Devin Booker. I think still. Okay. Don't know Kendall is the very rational one. She's seemingly. the only one. Like I would sit down and share a diet Pepsi with her and save <laughs> one world peace. <laughs> Definitely would do that with Ky- Kendall. Right. Um, uh, she is the rational one. I will give her that. Um, as rational as you could be accepting (laughs) that spot in that commercial um i loved that um okay travis scott is in the family somehow and in the family yes kanye west took this as an attack on travis scott and the astral world can can we agree on something Mm -hmm. billy eilish was totally referencing travis scott no for sure okay yeah yeah um but she never said the word Travis Scott, too. Right, but come on. We're no, no, no. I adults, mean, and we could use context and sure. figure out. But like, Also, it's not like she's the first person to have ever made a comment on it. Oh, no. We've already just, made our comments just, about it. And, like, it just does, it has nothing to do with Kanye West. So it's like, this is just part of his, like, spiral into, like, going crazy on social media and attacking people here's where it could have a little bit to do with kanye not to defend it um i think he's totally in the wrong in all aspects of the situation he is having travis scott as his guest at coachella which by the way i don't think he should be allowed to do right if i was coachella i would say um sorry not sorry he is not allowed to <laughs> perform at our event yeah i mean yeah. he has a long history of encouraging violence you know, obviously Kanye doesn't care about that. He's doing right. it right now. Um, but, you know, I think as an event manager, you should care about that, um, especially what happened at this guy's last event. But anyway, I think that's probably why Kanye has a vested interest in protecting Travis Scott's public image. So if somebody is referencing him in a negative light, he's going to go after them because he wants to have Travis Scott as his partner at Coachella. Which I get, but also, first off, like, I don't think anyone would have even really thought twice about this comment that she made if he didn't turn it into a thing, you know? He amplified it. Yeah. He amplified it. He brought attention to it. Like, I'm not like, like I said, I'm not like following Billie Eilish's every move. So it's like, if I would never have heard one line that she said at a specific concert. 
And he turned it into a whole Instagram thing, demanding an apology in all caps. And it's funny because he starts it off with, come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Trav, to the people who lost their lives, blah, blah, blah. Um, he didn't have any idea what was happening on stage. Travel will be with me at Coachella, but I need a I need Billy to apologize before I perform. So basically saying if Billy Eilish doesn't apologize, because I think Billy Eilish is also headlining Coachella, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, chaotic lineup this year, just first and foremost. And I say don't apologize, Billy, and let Kanye not perform. I think that'd be best. Very that, very that. The fact that he's like performing is so insane <laughs> to me. I would absolutely not be at his set. Well, I say that now. I'd probably be there. But from the perspective of an event manager, I would not trust this guy to perform at, at one of my uh, festivals. Because you don't know if he's going to show up or not show up or who he's going to bring with him. To me, he's mm-hmm. a liability. I would I want nothing to do with Kanye West on a professional level. Or even on and any other level, like but especially a professional level. And it's not like Coachella needs the publicity of having Kanye on their lineup to like get people to go. Like, oh no, people are going to go regardless. And they're like, going to sell out no matter what. Right. It just seems so insane to me that, he's, especially after this week's events, mm-hmm. that they would still feel comfortable having him. And we've been to Coachella before. It's like yeah. a large crowd. Like it is a lot of people. And sure, it is all outdoors it feels very like spacious i never felt really overcrowded when i was there but still like that's a lot of people to be having one like for one person to be like kind of have free range over Mm -hmm. who is famously a little bit unhinged um billy's response was literally never said a thing about travis was just helping a fan love that iconic and somehow now she's on the avengers poster <laughs> That's how it all ended up. By the way, I, I wanted to say that you nailed that this was like a classic Streisand effect moment because nobody would have known about this again. Kanye, you are. And this is where I, I, I'm just not sure with Kanye because I'm like, Kanye, are you wanting to get into these beefs and wanting this negative publicity? all this attention on you or is he not thinking before he acts it's unclear to me actually i think most people would say the latter he's just he's not realizing that he is breathing life into this story and now actually while wanting to suppress the negative attention towards travis he's actually now bringing more negative attention to travis people haven't been talking about it over the last few months and now people are talking about it again Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it just feels very unhinged. It feels very... Um, or is it calculated? Or is it calculated? I don't know. I mean, you know what they say. Everything in Hollywood is a PR stunt. But this feels very... Because then, I mean, we can hop ahead a little bit. but Because then it gets to, like, his apology. And he's like, blah, blah, blah using all caps makes people feel like I'm screening out of them. I'm working on my communication. I can benefit from a team of creative professionals, organizers, mobilizers, and community leaders. Thank everyone for supporting me. And it's like, then like his, it's not like he's never, he doesn't have a creative team. He already had one. 
So I wonder if maybe they started it off with like, oh, this is fine. It's not that big of a deal. And then they were like, oh, this is like getting a little out of hand. So they stepped in or were they always like, you shouldn't be doing this? Or were they always like, you should be doing this? You just never know. With Hollywood, you never know. Things are so calculated. Because I thought you made a great point early in the pod that he could be leveraging the Julia Fox moment Mm -hmm. to, I don't know, bring attention to this Pete issue, just get more fame, get people to buy more of his albums. Who knows really what his his end game is, you yeah. know? Yeah. I do not know what the end game with this is because I can't even grasp anybody acting this way. Um, but... It feels, I don't know. Like, are they playing the long game? Is it going to be like a couple years from now, he's going to like have this like come to Jesus moment where he's like a mental health advocate. Like, I don't know. It could be a whole thing. Or he's just truly unhinged and like, it's kind of sad. Let me look up if Kanye has any albums coming up. Kanye upcoming. You can assume he's going to release something around Coachella. You can assume. Donda 2. Oh, God. Oh, wait. Donda 2 is dropping on February 22nd. Boom. There you go. That's there it. That's know. the story. That's the whole story, Rye. That's it. This is what they wanted. They wanted us to Google it. It's a publicity stunt. I mean, it, it's, it's a stunt. It Maybe is. Kim and Pete are in on it. Oh my god. Maybe. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. I love this. I love this idea I'm about to drop on you. Are you ready? I Are you know. sitting down? I am. You can see me. <laughs> February 21st. Kanye and Pete are going to do like a joint IG live because no. I just came across. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just came across. No. That Kanye just started following Pete's new Instagram account. I guess Pete opened up a new Instagram account. Why would he do that? Timing is suspicious. You're getting railed on social media by Kanye, and you're going to rejoin Instagram? Oh, God. They're, they they are going to do a listening party They're in live. Country. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling. I want to be the first. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> listening party live. Kanye, Kim. Julia Fox, Julia Fox. all in one room. Really? They're going to watch Anka Jam. They're going to play Anka Jams, and then they're going to Donda Tell. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at this point, but like, uh and, and Kid Cudi is going to reappear on the album. Kid Cudi's definitely on the album, that's for sure. Did, did we talk about that, that Kanye said that he's scrapping Cudi from Donda 2? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. we didn't talk about it yet, but... Okay. Well, that's what he yes, said. That is that is what he said. He said he's not on the album anymore. And then uh, Kid Cudi said, like, your albums have only been good since I've been on them or something. Can, can I read Cudi's full response? Please. He says, quote, too bad I don't want to be on your album, you fucking dinosaur. Ha 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 ha. Everyone knows I've been the best thing about your albums since I met you. I'm a prey for you, brother. End quote. <laughs> That that is vicious. He's gonna be on it. He's gonna be on Donda. He's gonna be on Donda Town. And he's gonna have some like verse about a dinosaur. Uh huh. <laughs> Called you a dinosaur, and then you're really a connoisseur. Nope. That, that, <laughs> nope. I'm not gonna be on the album. That was my attempt. 
<laughs> Julia Fox is definitely gonna have a verse. Ooh, how about this? I called you a fucking dinosaur. Now you and me about to soar. Oh, okay. Well, okay. writing soar with storm. Yeah, but it's I but one is S O A R, right? True, it's a different true. word. It's a different word. Um, I and that's a very that, cutty. That's a very cutty. Ooh, I should I should write ghostwrite for cutty. Write that down. Write that down. Um, <laughs> I think Julia Fox is gonna have like a a bridge. She'll have a bridge oh. in it. That's Uncut like, jump. He's gonna <laughs> sample Uncut jump. She's gonna sample Uncut jumps and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is just, it's a big album drop. Like Billie Eilish might be on it. And then Kim's going to be on it. And then it's going to be like, LOL, JK, this was all a joke. And we're all besties. I feel like we kind of have to end the pod on that. Literally. Is there more to say? I mean, listen, if this is not a publicity stunt that they're all in on, it's scary and it is dangerous. And nobody should get near or harass P on, on Kanye's behalf. Okay, please. But this, uh, I think we may have stumbled on something here. Okay. I did not know there was going to be an album coming out in a mere week. That's pretty Five good. days, Rye. That good. is crazy. <laughs> will I be listening to it? No. But I think a lot of people will be. Maybe I'll check it out. I feel like I always kind of check it out. I didn't try, I didn't try Donda 1. I didn't, I didn't get into Donda 1. Neither did I. Because we all know I used to be a Kanye fan. We all know that. Until he dissed you. Until he personally attacked me. But I'm like, I kind of want to see what this new album's about. God damn it. I hate Hollywood. See, he did it. He did it. It It worked. worked. (laughs) It did work. But like, still so scary. Such a scary publicity, like, tactic. But, okay. We could have another macro 30,000 foot conversation here. Maybe everything's been done, and now celebrities are trying to reinvent the wheel, right? Because we've done the stealth drop, right? Beyonce dropping Beyonce mm-hmm. in like December, what was it, 2013, with zero publicity, right? And that was incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it it actually drove, I think, more sales because it was just such an out of nowhere, shocking stunt. Because yes, yes. there was a long history of procedure, right? Mm-hmm. You announce the album's going to come out, you know, a year release from a now. Single. Release a single, release the second single, have the radio hit, and then the full album comes out. Whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. There Classic. was a system in place. Classic. Beyonce does that. And then you have, since then, just other creative ways to promote you know, albums, music, even movies. I mean, the Fire Festival documentary was also a stealth drop, if you remember. The one on Hulu. If, uh, I think so, yeah, 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 yeah. If I remember correctly. I don't remember if it was the Hulu or the Netflix that just stealth dropped. Mm-hmm. You have the um, you have the appearing on James Corden and doing some type of weird singing thing. That's a type of publicity. Right, absolutely. Always works. <laughs> and you and me have talked about, maybe not on this podcast as much, but at least privately, there is an oversaturation of content and media. You have a billion streaming services now. There used to just be Netflix. Now you have Netflix, Hulu, Apple TV Plus is suddenly dominating. They've only been in streaming for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Every single uh, studio has their own streaming now. I mean, you have a Paramount, you have AMC, it's you have it's too much CBS All Access. So you have all of this content. They are all competing with each other for our time right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
what if this is just a new creative, definitely a one-off, definitely one-off. You can't repeat this strategy. No. Yeah. But what if that's what it is? It's just album promotion, but packaged in a very scary, frightening way. <laughs> Dangerous to human life way. <laughs> yes, it's worth it if you get the album sales if Pete Davidson is murdered in an alleyway wearing Calvin Klein's. Like, <laughs> He's in a bunker somewhere. They're like, we have to keep him safe until we do yeah. the IG Live on February 21st. <laughs> Honestly, like the world we lived in is so insane and unreal that I wouldn't, I will not be surprised. I will not be surprised. Right? That's, that's what's crazy about Hollywood is that what we just described is, is actually seemingly standard. Seemingly. I mean, not totally. Like when you standard. said it, I was like, no. And then once I thought about it for 14 seconds, I was like, well, so I hate that. <laughs> Again, I don't think we have anywhere to go with this podcast. Uncut Jams is like totally some part of it. Absolutely. Like, I wonder if they released that clip on TikTok as like a joke or if they were like, this is going to be good. (laughs) This is strong content. Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. (laughs) You're better at it. I do it like to me. I'm like just saying it like how I would say it. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Well, honestly... And obviously, it feels like the Kanye stuff died down this week, but like I think it's gonna it's gonna have a re up this mm-hmm. weekend, and then lo and behold, Don Dattel is gonna <laughs> come out, and that's that. <laughs> oh God, I'm sure I'm it. sure there is going to be a follow up. Uh, again, people, look out! I am predicting there th- that Pete and Kanye are going to make up on February 21st or 22nd. Or 22nd. Yeah. Honestly, quit your job, get into PR. You'd be great at this. <laughs> I'm kind of in, I mean, I'm in comms, so. You're not, not in PR, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, can't wait to see what happens. Um, Catch me listening to Don Till in a couple weeks, and I'll get, maybe I'll give an album review next time. <laughs> I'll rewatch Uncut Jams. I'll let you know no. what I think. <laughs> Uncut Jams was like the most stressful movie I've ever seen. I'm never watching it again. I loved it. I mean, it was definitely anxiety-inducing, but yeah. Will not be watched. I think it was like the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID, too. <laughs> really? Like, oh, that was stressful. And then I never got to see a movie again. But. I, <laughs> I watched it on Netflix. It was cool. I saw it in theaters. It was so stressful. I thought I was going to get shot the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I can I imagine was, the theater experience with that would be much more stressful because you're stuck there, right? Yeah. You can't can't pause and get popcorn or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was too much. Um, I think that about covers it. We decided to do a strictly Kanye um, episode today, which is truly my nightmare, but we made it happen. We made it through um, and we will definitely have a follow-up on this. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately. All right. Right. Again, I hope you're recovering from your traumatic last week. Thank you. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. T2IL. Bye. Bye.